Shit Podcast, the very first episode, the inaugural episode. This is a podcast put on by Uship, the app, the website that you're familiar with, the marketplace for shipping. My name is Joe. I am the carrier success associate here at Uship. I'm joined by my colleague Lisa. Hi, I am a marketing manager here at Uship. Now, Joe, what are we doing here? What is the Uship podcast? So this was an idea we had. Uh, we figured. Our carriers are out on the road a lot. They're probably looking for something to listen to, and this would be a great way for us to engage with our carriers, uh, share some uh, important product release information, share uh, trending topics in transportation, give interviews with carriers that are operating on our site, businesses that use our site, um, members of our executive team, our product team, really just a way to make our platform a little bit more accessible and, and kind of give it a voice into, uh, into your world. And as a starting off place, we thought we would first highlight some interesting, some might say weird shipments that went down on the U-Ship marketplace over the last year. Lisa, you had some queued up? Yeah, I sure do. Uh, so the first one I want to talk about is the green standard. It was a seafoam green American standard toilet from Ohio to Maine. Oh boy. Yeah, they really wanted that seafoam green toilet. Um, there was also the tube, a vintage television from the 1940s sent from New York to South Carolina. I'm not quite sure you can use Netflix on that, but uh, I'm sure it looks good in the house. Maybe you can figure it out. <laughs> we had the Gilded Lady. This ornate candelabra moved from Georgia to Virginia this year, and no doubt in extreme style. There is a lady holding up the candelabra. It's standing about five feet tall, which oh, is, goodness. I think that means something. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, we also had smokes on tap. Uh, this was a, an old-timey cigarette machine. I'm not quite sure where that went to since uh, smoking's not really allowed indoors anymore. Was it stocked? It, it should have been. Yeah. Um, but that went from northern Utah to Tennessee. Well, that makes sense. Tennessee, you like your cigarettes. You give it to Tennessee, let them know. Yep. Um, there was also an alley bench, a bowling alley bench that went from uh, Illinois to Las Vegas. It's an old-timey one. It's probably in the Big Lebowski, actually. And then the Colonel's Delight, a vintage KFC sign bucket. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm uh, into that. Uh, it went through, you'll guess, Kentucky. All right. I uh, figured. Through Kentucky. Did it stop in Kentucky? It did not. It did not. It just went through. Just waved and said hello. Um, there was also a taxidermied red fox that went to a new home this year. Um, and I will say, although you can't see the photo, it is uh, quite intimidating. How big is this fox? And are its teeth bared? Its teeth? It looks happy. It's like smiling. Okay. Yeah. A happy fox. All right. Yeah, it's a Probably happy went fox. in a children's bedroom or, you know, somewhere appropriate. Yeah, like, we're here. Dead animal. I'm here watching you. Yeah. Well, thanks for highlighting those weird and wacky shipments, Lisa. Uh, hopefully, that toilet is making somebody very happy. Oh, I'm sure it is. Tracking. Did you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I do. So we have tracking in place now for our carriers. Um, this is something that we created out of uh, really a request from our customers and from our carriers. Uh, it's a way to 
uh, keep your customers updated on where you are. Um, and it helps with communication. Uh, a lot of the communication we see on our site is from customers wondering where their shipment is. You know, everybody's used to Amazon and ordering things online. And with those, you get the UPS tracking link and you can see exactly where your item is. And we know that the type of transporting that w- that we provide is a little different than that, and we still wanted to find something that would uh, work for us. So the way this tracking works, um, it doesn't share your exact location. It just kind of shares a general area uh, where you are. Uh, nobody would be able to pinpoint your exact location. Um, and it, it's only shared with customers if they're booked with you. So um, once your booking is, is marked as picked up, your tracking's turned on, uh, it stays on throughout the life cycle of your shipment until you hit marked delivered. And at that point, your location uh, ceases to be shared. So your customer's not seeing where you are at any point unless you're actually you know, conducting business with them. Um, we don't accept data from uh, carriers uh, that don't have shipments. So this isn't going to be something that's you know, on when you're uh, you know, off the road and, and enjoying some relaxation time. And we'd never know the exact location. So uh, it's just a general area. We can't pinpoint down to, you know, he's at the corner of uh, 2nd and 11th Street. Um, It's more of just, you know, he's generally in this zip code. So, you know, progressing towards that location. Um, And and we've really found that this is something that carriers who do turn this on, it is a function that has to be turned on. Uh, It leads to better reviews for the the carrier. It makes their customers feel uh, better informed, um, you know, along the way. And it really cuts down on the amount of contacts that carriers are having to make. And, you know, from my experience, that's really something that our carriers um, struggle with is the uh, the amount of updates they have to provide, you know, uh, for each shipment. And there can be phone calls and emails, and that really just is, you know, things that cut away from your driving time. And then when you're when you're off the road, you know, your, your relaxation time. So this is something that we really hope that uh, our carriers use and, and find value in. Now, Joe, how do they turn that on? So they would want to turn on location sharing in the app settings. Um, It's a little different on Android and on iOS. Um, There's some help center articles on it if you want to go specifically, but that's kind of generally what you would want to do is turn the location sharing on, and that would turn uh, the tracking functionality on for your uh, your phone. Very cool. Well, thanks for that product update, Joe. My pleasure. segment we're calling Trends and Transport is Dean Jutilla. He's the VP of Communications here at UShip. Dean, how are you today? Great, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's Friday, and I'm about to get to go home, so it couldn't be better, really. Yeah. Good time of the week. Yeah, it's the best time. Um, So we wanted to just hit on some overall topics for 2019. Um, What's an overall outlook that you could kind of give for well, year. if I were to say one thing about the freight industry right now is there is a, a lot happening. I mean, there tends to always be something going on, whether it be legislative or um, just conditions or you know rates and things like that. But there's just a lot happening in there right now. And a lot of reports are coming out um, to look on the outlook for 2019. Some of it's contradictory. Some of it's aligned. Sure. But here are a couple of things that we're looking at. Uh, the first is the overall outlook for 2019, and a number of reports have talked about how it won't be the perfect storm that 2018 was. That's good. And there was, a, you know, even freight left on docks, different places, and just the rates were through the roof, and mm-hmm. it was a lot going on there. So it's going to change a bit. 
In other words, they are thinking it's going to stabilize a mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. and soften, um, especially in the back half of the year. And when we talk about, let's put this in perspective, when we talk about uh, softening, probably we'll be getting back to a normal okay. um, compared to what it was in 2018. And they also... Um, I talked about uh, there's a number of different factors that could play into this. Of course, we were talking about this in you know early 2019. Who knows what the second half of the year is going to look like? Sure, in a lot of different ways. But manufacturing, construction, and housing, and all that will play a part in uh, as these early indicators typically do. And then, uh, of course, looking at the stock market, which we all know, stock market is not the economy; it's a portion of it. Sure, that's all something to look at as well. Um, all indications are are pointing to kind of a softening year. Oh, that's good. So a second big thing to look at, and I guess this is kind of tied to the overall outlook, is fuel pricing. Is there any trends you're seeing towards that? What we've seen actually has been uh, looking at the uh, yeah the fuel prices that are coming out from the Energy Information Administration. Mm-hmm. And they put out a report that talks about fuel prices coming down in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, a gallon of diesel they think will average about 295 and that's down about 22 cents from what they saw in 2018. That's good news. Yep. And then also in 2000, um, and by by just in context, it was 265 in 2017. So uh, again, 295 is what they're thinking it is going to be in 2019. Mm-hmm. And then also when it comes to gasoline, which can affect some of those um, uh, carriers out there who are using that fuel, um, the EIA predicts similar outlook and they think it's going to drop about 23 cents. So instead of, um, two seventy three in 2018, mm-hmm. they think it's going to probably, um, on average be about two fifty a gallon, um, and on average. So you're going to find it higher or lower across the country when you drive, but yeah. that's, uh, that's what the report came out with. Um, as with anything, these things are moving targets. Sure. Um, this isn't definitive by any way. Uh, and stretch of the imagination, but they always tend to throttle through the supply and demand in the market. Yeah. Overall, it looks like some good news, though, so that's yeah. encouraging. If, you're, if, you're, if that's your livelihood and you're behind the wheel and you got to keep that thing running, um, that's good news. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So one last thing to touch on. Uh, we've seen a lot of push in the industry to uh, final mile logistics, uh, big and bulky freight, a lot of acquisitions and mergers happening uh, in that field. Can you speak to anything that's going on right now? Yeah, there's actually in 2018, there was a lot of activity, and that's continued into 2019. Uh, companies like Averett Express have announced some final mile uh, efforts. Uh, J.B. Hunt made an acquisition in mid-January to um, bring on a final mile, final mile player uh, that they would help them do that. Um, FedEx Freight mm-hmm. is actually uh, piloting a big and bulky uh, program to try to get that done. And historically in the past, they had not had that solution. So that's, that's kind of a big change for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, UPS has been rumored to be doing that as well. So there's a lot of, a lot of movement there and in, in making these things, uh, work for online uh, e-commerce sellers, mm-hmm. uh, who sell the big and bulky things, furniture and appliances and, you know, couches and, and uh, new and used furniture too. And of course, Uship is getting into that and has been in that for a while now, mm-hmm. helping those uh, merchants get that information, that the content and those items to customers' doors and in home and into the room of choice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's, that's all good news. And I think that a lot of carriers on our site are really looking for somebody to uh, pick who's going to win the Super Bowl 
this year? Mm-hmm. Any uh, trends you can point to with that? Any idea who's going to come out on top? I am sticking with the Saints. All right. New Orleans? 35-29, and they will probably beat the Patriots. 35-29 over the Patriots. All right. There you we go. Your you first. Your yeah. Call Dean if they lose. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate you having me. I am here with Mike Williams, Chief Executive Officer at UShip. How are you today, Mike? Great, Joe. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, right down the hall from your office. Not a far walk. <laughs> no, not not bad at all. That's good. So I think the best place to start would be highlights from 2018. What were some for you? Sure. You know, I think when we look back at 2018, we're going to view it as uh, just a breakout year in terms of e-commerce specifically large large and bulky items. So as, as we know, consumers for a long time have been buying things online that can show up on our doorsteps in small brown paper boxes. Sure. And over time, consumers have been more comfortable buying items that are large and bulky, furniture, appliances, exercise equipment, outdoor furniture. And I think 2018, looking back, that's going to be the year where that really broke out. And for U-Ship specifically, that's the year where we were able to deliver fixed price checkout for e-commerce merchants, making it possible for consumers uh, in on the website, in in cart, figure out you know what a shipping price was going to be for that large and bulky item. And then for U-Ship to help them connect with a transporter who's highly qualified to pick that item up and deliver it into the home, into room of choice. Mm-hmm. What were some things, recognizing that as an opportunity, what were some things that appealed to you about U-Ship's platform uh, that can service that? I think one of the most you know overlooked things about U-Ship is the fact that the company's been at this for 15 years. Right. And so, number one, we have great data. We've been shipping items, all kinds of items, from all kinds of origins to all kinds of destinations. And with technology being available today that maybe wasn't available 15 years ago, we're applying that so that we can create this fixed pricing. So we're using machine learning, some artificial intelligence, so we can provide fixed price. The other piece of that experience is having these amazing feedback-rated transporters Mm -hmm. that are ready and willing to pick up quality freight and deliver it at a great service level. Yeah. So, you know, talking about carriers, what are some things that excite you specifically towards the carrier side of it about this fixed-price offering that we're, you know, really focusing on? Well, so... You know, as you remember, I actually went out on the road in October. Yeah. So yeah, beginning Chris October, Lamb, yeah. our, our chief technology officer, myself, we ran at a 16-foot box truck, left Austin at 7.30 a.m. on a Monday morning, yeah. found our way over to Houston, to Dallas, up to eventually Kansas City, over to Columbia, Missouri, and back, doing pickups and drop-offs. And we were doing pickups and drop-offs for some of our e-commerce merchants, mm-hmm. and we were doing some from the marketplace. And what I'm really excited about as path forward as we you know, extend into 2019 is being able to provide high-quality freight for these transporters. You know, the marketplace is great. You never know what's going to come available, and you can bid on it as a transporter. But being able with the e-commerce loads to effectively say yes to a load yeah. that's, that's guaranteed, you know where it is, you know what the price is, you can plan a route around it. Yeah. So that's something that I'm really encouraged by that we're going to make available for transporters. Yeah. Did you find yourself spending a lot less time on the e-commerce listings compared to the marketplace at large? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And was yeah. that a big benefit? I, w- I would imagine that would be something that really saved you time and, and stress while you're out on the road. Uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, we we planned our anchor loads around a couple of the e-commerce mm-hmm. loads. Now, the marketplace is where you have fun because sure. you don't know what some of these items are and, yeah. and who some of these folks are. And that's what is a transporter. You know, it keeps it interesting. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. But having, you know, having to bid in some cases when, you know, we couldn't get the you know, the auction wouldn't end in time for us to, to pick up the item based on the route. You know, that can be frustrating. Right. And, and I now, you know, Chris and I can now empathize with that because, you know, we were out there putting miles on the truck and, mm-hmm. um, and doing our best to, to keep the truck filled mm-hmm. and, you know, win the bids that were appropriate. Yeah. So out on the road, what were some highlights for you? Favorite snacks, uh, interesting items you picked up, interesting people you came across? Well, I have to tell you, you know, I live in Austin and I would, uh, I'd get in my car tomorrow and drive all the way to Norman, Oklahoma uh, just to go to this restaurant called The Garage oh, to yeah? get their cheeseburger. Okay. Um, out of this world. Now, maybe it's because we'd been on the road for 10 hours that day. Yeah. I don't think so. I think the cheeseburger was <laughs> that good. And I can now appreciate it, you know, for folks that are driving driving routes and they they pass by the same exits, you know, maybe once a week or a couple times a month. You know, I can see why they have their, their favorite spots yeah. that they want to drop in on. Yeah, for sure. You might upset some Longhorn fans sending people up to Sooner Country. Yes. Well, you know, now one thing we have access to here in Texas is the Bucky's True. Uh, truck stop. Best gas bathrooms. Station. Best bathrooms. And uh, I think the funny thing, Chris and I, we were doing our best to keep expenses low. Mm-hmm. Definitely the highest price snack accidentally was the beef jerky we purchased at Bucky's. Oh, really? Uh, you can really, if you're not careful, you can overspend yeah. in that category. So what was your your cool like most interesting item you picked up? I know you guys picked up a motorcycle and some furniture items. What was the one that really stood out to you? You know, the most interesting item we picked up that week was a piece of sporting equipment that helps basketball players perfect their shot. Ooh. So it was this fun. I was, we were really trying to figure out how it worked. But yeah. it's, uh, it's some kind of laser-guided system that, that flashes lights when you have a good arc on your shot. Wow. Uh, like a, a green light if it's a good arc, a red light if it's a bad arc. I don't know if it really works or not. Yeah. But, um, I'll have to look that it. up. Maybe we can bring it out to the court when I play pickup on Sundays and see who's a good shooter and who's not. <laughs> so that sounds like a really interesting experience, and it brought you a lot to kind of color in what we can do better uh, on our e-commerce platform. Was there anything you really saw that we really do well already and there's some things that you see that we're going to be improving in over the next year? Well, you know, number one, the reason we wanted to do it was – a understanding of what a tra- how do transporters use the technology? Mm-hmm. How's the marketplace making their lives better, mm-hmm. providing good freight? From a from a feature perspective, we're excited to launch um, route optimization, better mm-hmm. trip planning po- tools yeah. here in 2019. Again, you're on the road; you want to keep your truck filled. We've got an opportunity to bring some technology to bear on that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Switching gears a little bit, there's a lot of talk about the truck driver shortage currently in the industry. What do you make of it? Well, the driver shortage is real. Um, Data supports it. You could certainly tell in 2018, the second quarter of 2018, capacity Mm -hmm. was tight. 
Uh, we at U-Ship maybe have a little bit different take on it, though. We mm-hmm. feel like we're offering an opportunity for drivers to really take control. Uh, we give them flexibility to pick up the loads they want. If they want to be out on the road a few nights a week, they can certainly do that. Mm-hmm. Medium haul, long haul type deliveries. If they want to stay regionally, spend more types of time at home, mm-hmm. they can do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we feel like our responsibility is to continue finding ways to bring good freight to the marketplace so that transporters have that flexibility. And we see you know, we see us as being a source where we can continue to recruit drivers and recruit transporters, yeah. um, let them potentially drive a, a different footprint of print a vehicle. Yeah. So if you want to pull a 53-foot drive in around the country and be away from home five or six nights a week, that's fine. Sure. But if you'd want to be able to buy or lease a smaller footprint of sprinter vans or box trucks and stay regionally and but still keep your truck full and make a good wage. Yeah. You know, we want that to be available and we think folks are going to be attracted to that. Yeah, I think that's a, a great way to position it. It is one of the most interesting things, you know, doing the job here is being able to talk to people that run their businesses in so many different ways and the way you ship can kind of fit that. Um, last question I guess I would have I know that you're a CEO and you have your CEO crystal ball tucked away in your drawer. So could you pull that out and maybe tell us some things that are on the table for 2019 that you see coming? Well, I'd say as, as we look to 2019, as I alluded to, you know, number one is making sure that we are helping e-commerce merchants serve their customers mm-hmm. better by, by making this capacity available to them. And the way our transporters win is there's more high-quality guaranteed freight for them to plan their routes or, around. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Yeah. Um, secondly, you're going to see us continue to improve on, on how we make payments possible. So instant payouts, being able to, to withdraw funds from the mobile app, ability to connect multiple bank accounts to a single U-ship profile, and then... And, and third is just more more mobile features. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a relaunch of the mobile app in early 2019. I think transporters are really going to gonna benefit from that. Yeah. Those are all really exciting things. I know that a lot of carriers have been asking them for a, for a long time, so it's cool that you know they're finally going to be available for them. Um, well, I appreciate you taking time to speak to us, and uh, we look forward to sitting down again more often as we get this podcast off the ground. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for what you do to help our transporters and to those transporters out there. And you certainly appreciate everything they do to help uh, deliver freight for for consumers and businesses and individuals. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. All right. Well, that's uh, that's going to do it for the segment with Mike. Thanks again. All right. That is going to do it for episode one of the U-Ship podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next month with more tips, industry information, and fun content for you. Uh, Until next time, be safe out there.